Good afternoon. This is Dr. Saul Goldstein. The, uh, the opinions expressed by these two, uh, you know, uh, fellows, uh, colored folks, uh, may or may not be the opinions of uh, their employers uh, or mine. Uh, holler at me. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. We are back with Shooter Pass. It's your favorites, Chop Soccer Boys. We in the building. How you feeling, Ken? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, Happy New Year. I think this is the first time we might have touched the people uh, like since the New Year's been New Year. Yeah, yeah. This is the first one, man. Uh, I just came back from Florida, a little bit recharged, a little bit uh, battery sapped at the same time. But we want to get right back to it, man. Um, what topics do you have for me for the top of 2023? All right. Um, so, like, uh, you know how MLS is just stretching the season out now. Like, they're trying to do the NFL thing where, like, there is no quote-unquote offseason for the MLS. So, you right. know, preseason is upon us, right? And with preseason being upon us, um, we're getting some announcements for this new MLS deal, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. with Apple Plus. So um, we have our first 18, I believe, uh, announcers slash commentators um, slash hosts slash play-by-play guys okay. um, for uh, the MLS Plus broadcast on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to check out this list? I have. Okay, so um, let's go with the very simple opening uh, shooter pass. Um, first off, do you like this list? And second, how engaging do you think it will be? Uh, shooter pass. Uh, shoot. All right. So uh, there are two lists. There is the broadcast team and then the analyst team. Yeah. So on the broadcast team, there's Kendra D. St. Auburn. If I mispronounce any of these names, it's because I've never heard them before. So you can judge me with your soccer brain however you please. Uh, Maurice Edu, Lori Lindsay, Danielle Slatten, Taylor Twelman, Marcelo Balboa, Sebastian Latou, Sasha Kleschen, Bradley Wright Phillips, Diego Valeri, Liam McHugh, Jillian Sakovitz. Tony Churchy, Max Bredos, Steve Cangelosi, Jake Zivin, and Pablo Ramirez. Oh, one more, Frederick Lord. So that is the complete on-air broadcast team. So some of these are former MLS players, uh, Sebastian Latou, Sasha Kleschen, Bradley Wright, Phillips, Diego Valeri. Um, I think they'll be fine. I'm actually excited to see Sebastian Latou. That could be interesting for Canadian games. Mm-hmm. Uh, games in general, but I think he's probably specifically for Canadian team games. Um, Sasha Question, he's been working broadcast. Meh, he's okay. Bradley Wright Phillips, uh, they need a black person and they need a British voice. Two for one. <laughs> Two for <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> oh, man, that's a classic 30 Rock callback. Fucking twofer, bro. Oh, my God. Uh, Diego Valeri. Uh, yeah, that's going to be good, I guess. 
Jillian Sakovitz, I know is fantastic. She has been for a long time. Uh, that's my friend. So I'm always rooting for Jillian. So yeah, she's going to be fantastic, no doubt. And then the analyst team, um, I don't know, man. I think the players will be fine. And like, that's really all I got. Taylor Twelman is kind of whatever. You know, he was probably always going to be on this group regardless. So there you have it. Maurice Edu, that's the other black man. And then Danielle Slatten representing black women. So, yeah, it's, I mean, what are you going to do, man? We'll see how it plays out. It's what Apple did and we just got to roll with it. So I don't feel too much about it one way or the other. Um, I'm not really so engaged by the commentary anyway. So it's kind of whatever for me. How do you feel about it? I don't know, man. Like people say I'm a hater anyway. So like, I'm just (laughs) like, I'm just going, I'm just going to hold like my tongue. I'm happy to see some of these names, but also too, like, I feel like they left a lot on the shelf. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, not for nothing. A lot of these guys are a lot of these guys and women are uh, CBS Paramount plus rejects. Hmm. So that would be like my only note. Like I know, I know a lot of them from work they've done with either ESPN or uh, CBS slash Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. And then the other half are just MLS people we know, right? So, yeah. you know, I'm more interested to see like what the setup looks like more than the faces that are going to be there, right? Because yeah. they're not gonna like they're not gonna be on site at games, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, I, yeah. Like this isn't a large, not. like this isn't yeah. a large enough team. Like what is it? It's thirty something teams. Like this isn't a large enough team to be at twelve or thirteen games a week, right? Right. So they you're not gonna get a lot of on field shit here, mm-hmm. right? Like I think you know they're gonna be kicking it the studio you know, kicking it here, kicking it there, like, you know, depending on like, you know, I really feel like with this many people, they're going to be dividing up games. Mm -hmm. So you get a certain group covering X amount of games, you get certain group covering Y amount of games. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, that's really what I'm more interested to see. Like, you know, how are they actually going to break the groups up? Who's actually going to be working with who more so than like, you know, who the names actually are. Because, I mean, on the face of it, like, if they didn't get any home run names, like, you know, if they got a bunch of singles and doubles, like, you know, do a little sports cross-reference there, like, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it looks it looks just like, you know, a couple of buckets, so they have all of their bases covered. Yeah. You know, they have women, they have men, they have black, they have white, they have French, they have Spanish. So you can cover all corners of MLS games uh, in the proper context. So, yeah, it looks good, man. Like, let's see what happens as normal. Um, Kudos to all of these people that got these jobs because they're coming from various places. They look like they dug through uh, Fox slash ESPN a lot. Um, Yeah. Which is interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I guess having that, that specific backing 
Apple respects for whatever reason. So it was easier for them to, you know, work into these positions. Um, I'm also interested to see how this affects um, other content that these people are already doing. So I know Jillian specifically is doing uh, the MLS show, The Call Up with um, Susanna Collins. So I hope this doesn't affect that show too much. Um, um, oh, you want to do a little tangent right here? Go ahead and kick to another shooter pass on that. Uh, let's do it. Okay. So um, now that we're actually talking about uh, Apple Plus and the deal that's come out, um, there is a document that MLS distributed to the clubs last month. Mm -hmm. um, and the league has laid out expectations for what each of his clubs needs to provide. Like these are club specific things that uh, the club needs to provide uh, for video content in mm -hmm. terms of, well, to complete the quote unquote Apple deal. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, do you want to hear some of these? Definitely. Okay. So um, they, there is a couple of initial offerings. There are a couple of initial offerings. We've got something called the ritual where fan, uh, where the club needs to create a fan focused piece that lays out like tradition, supporter culture, et cetera. Um, a series of two minute long profiles on a dozen of each of the club's players um, and a five episode series of uh, on iconic players. Mm -hmm. um, they need to have a minimum of five classic club moments that looks back at the club history. Um, they need to lay out some in-season content pieces. So mm -hmm. a weekly first team report. Um, they have to deliver every post-game press conference. Um, they have to have a monthly content that includes a community report and an academy report. So, um, shooter pass, uh, like without really getting into the specifics of these, do you like the fact that MLS plus and Apple are kind of laying out these regulations for individual clubs and how heavy of a lift do you think it's going to be for individual clubs? Shoot. Um, whew. On the surface, I like this. Uh, this is actually what we asked for when we first talked about this deal with Apple, um, yeah. them using their marketing prowess to raise the profile of the league. Even though it's tucked away on their little black box, you know, doing what they do, they can make it sexy, right? Uh, but this forced content schedule across all teams is kind of like... I don't know, bro. Like that should be, or it feels like it should be something that Apple themselves is handling and they're just going to each club to capture that content. Um, not necessarily on like a weekly basis, but you know, for example, that first one you mentioned, the ritual, I feel like that should be handled entirely by Apple's marketing and camera team. Like they should go out, shoot, uh, capture the content, make the setups, do the editing, and then put it out there and market the hell out of it. But asking the clubs and their respective media teams to do this stuff is going to be very hit or miss, I think, because the quality of 
work from all of these clubs is very, very different. I don't think any of it's bad, right? They're all professionals. They all get paid to do this for a living. But I just feel like some clubs are very, very good at it. LAFC, Atlanta. Um, other clubs are middling at it. Like, I think um, NYCFC is middling. They have a lot of content. I love their video guy, like a friend of mine. I think they're dope fundamentally, but I think it's just very professional. There's nothing like edgy or exciting about it. It's just very clean, professional video. I've said that before. I've tweeted that to the club. Um, it needs some more oomph, some more steez on it. And then there will be the teams that are just going to give you some dry ass, very basic, I just got out of college ass content. Like, I'm just not here for it. So. On the surface, it's very good, but in practice, this could be extremely raggedy, bro. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right about the variance of content that we're going to mm-hmm. get here. You know, um, we do have our top tier teams that are really good at producing content, and we have our teams that content is kind of an afterthought. So mm-hmm. leaving it up to the uh teams themselves instead of like centralizing this in like apple themselves is going mm-hmm. to create a uh, a large variance so i agree with you there i uh, i am excited to see like what comes out of this though you know um i do i do think it's going to make for some interesting content I think it's going to make for some uh, interesting deleted tweets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I'm really uh, what I'm really interested to see, though, is just like. How clubs choose to like tell the history of their club. Right, because like we have some clubs that have been around a long time. Mm-hmm. And we have some clubs that are new, mm-hmm. right? And like, how do you like? I'm really interested to see how some of these clubs that are new, with like supporter culture that is just starting, that isn't like a marquee club like in Atlanta or LA. I'm really interested to hear how they choose to tell the history of their club or like their supporter culture. Like, how does Orlando City tell the history of their supporter culture? To hell with an Orlando City. How about St. Louis City? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to completely, like, I wasn't going to completely throw them under the bus because, like, they haven't even played yeah. a game yet. But, like, Orlando City, they got a U.S. Open Cup win, so they can jump in, you know, like, it's been some time now. They're entering year nine. Yeah, so that's they fair. have they have some stuff to talk about now. Yeah. Well, like, how does uh, how does Charlotte tell their like you know, yeah. Like you know, it's it's just gonna be interesting. You're right. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. Um, definitely be pulling that straws, man. Talking about supporter culture, uh, another good tangent here. Wow, yeah. Ooh, getting, one of my favorites. Yeah, we're getting good <laughs> at this, man. Um, Wrexham, uh, Wrexham FC is causing quite a tizzy out here in the streets, bro. Like. <laughs> I don't know how to uh I don't know how to explain it uh other than it's a tizzy. Uh it's definitely got the soccer people's uh picking sides. Um but people are on the fence. Um, Wait, what are the sides? 
Uh, okay, so you have your pro Wrexham side. That uh, these are your people that are like you know following the We Are Wrexham on Netflix. I believe I've never watched it. So mm-hmm. like uh, We Are Wrexham on Netflix. We have uh, we have that. Then we have uh, people that are like following that and watching the games. Um, and then we have people that are like, why are you like supporting this Wrexham shit and this Ted Lasso shit, but you won't support MLS shit. Mm. Right. So uh, we kind of have these two like chasms starting to form between like, you know, people that are really into like the storytelling of European soccer and people that want that same energy around American soccer, right? And mm-hmm. are mad at people for not, like, you know, producing that locally. So um, have you caught the Wrexham bug? Um, <laughs> and, yeah, well, hold on. Let me <laughs> rephrase that. Are you in uh are you in the like Wrexham camp? How do you feel about this whole Wrexham movement? And <coughs> will we see you in a Wrexham jersey? Uh shoot or pass. Uh shoot. And let's start with will you see me in a Wrexham jersey? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> where where even is Wrexham? How about that? Let's start with that. Um, it is in England. Um, where in England? Uh, it's I in think... Wales. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Wales. Here we go. The fifth division of what, bruh? <laughs> I didn't even know where it was. So, like, look, man. Uh, yeah. Will you see me in a jersey? No. Uh, which camp am I in? I'm in the fuck that shit camp. Like, I don't care, bro. Maybe it's a good TV show. Awesome. People seem to love it. Awesome. They really enjoy it and they want to follow the team. Awesome. Enjoy that. Kudos to you. Have a blast. Do fun things that make you happy. Me, I don't care. <laughs> it's Rex. It's, it's Wales, bro. I've never been to Wales. I'm not going to Wales to watch no fifth division side. I don't care who the owners are unless they were black. If they were black, I would care. But they're not. Um, I'm not getting up at no odd hours to watch them. So I just do not care, bro. Um, I understand how people can be, uh, inquisitive about why this is so popular. Nice and, choice of words. <laughs> and, and, uh, and local teams, regardless of league, whether that be MLS, uh, USL, whichever one, um, whatever else, NISA, whoever else is out there in the U.S., why aren't those uh, teams getting this type of support? And you could come up with any number of business reasons why that may be or whatever marketing reasons you may think it is, but I don't think it has anything to do with any of that shit, man. Like, I feel like we get so jaded. This is again, I, I feel like, right? I want to make sure I reiterate that point. I feel like me. Rocks Fontaine. I feel like people in the soccer space romanticize 
not here. It doesn't matter what it is. And we have all these glowing things to say about what is going on somewhere else. And then we just shit on everything that's happening in the local market, like ad nausea, right? And there are some bad things happening. Like we know there's, there are things wrong with NWSL. There are things wrong with MLS or not necessarily wrong, but things that we don't like or things that need to be improved upon. But all we do is shit on it. But when we're talking about other leagues, like it's all sunshine and rainbows until there's like a racism incident or some shit like that. Then, you know, they'll get some, you know, some tweets, some fiery tweets about the situation. But outside of that, it's all love. And we don't have that for MLS. And that's why I take the stance that I take when I'm talking about MLS and why I participate the way that I do with MLS. Cause I'm like, the same energy y'all put into somewhere else, I'm just putting that energy into here. And it's not like to be anti-y'all. Like, I genuinely love doing that. And I just don't understand how you could be so hyped up about Manchester City or whoever else and not here, which is, well, like, I, I just don't get it. And I've been to Manchester City, right? It's a nice stadium. It's a really good team. Championships, big budget players and cool merch and all that and i was still like yeah it's nice if i lived here i would i would be on this train but i don't i live in new york so nycfc is my team and new amsterdam is my team and i rock with the local thing so it's just different right like i feel like that is the biggest driver of what's making wrexham so interesting it's just not here and it's on tv so you can, it's easy to romanticize about it when you don't have to deal with what's actually happening there, right? Because I think everywhere, every soccer team has the same types of supporter issues. There's going to be infighting. There's going to be posturing and jostling for a position. There are going to be all these things. But if you're not there on a daily basis, it's much easier to be romantic about what it is as opposed to living the daily of what it is. Yeah, I mean... Niggas didn't care about Wrexham until Ryan Reynolds showed his dead cool <laughs> ass up there talking about I own the team, right? <laughs> Big facts. So, I mean, like, you know, come back to me when everybody starts watching fifth division soccer in, like, you know, the UK all of a sudden, right? Because, you know, not for nothing, a lot of these people that are like you know on this we are Wrexham train they don't even watch the premier league like that right <laughs> like <laughs> like we've gotta we've got to like be for real for real about like what soccer is in the united states and this type of fans that soccer produces in the united states right Ooh, like soccer that's in the, united, the pocket right there like soccer in the united states produces very few diehard fans bro like, you know, you're not going to find a lot of soccer fans in the United States that are going to be like, you know, all in on the Premier League, all in on La Liga, all in on the Bundesliga, like all in on like, you know, the Air DVZ, all in on Syria, like, you know, just all the European leagues that are going to be able to talk to you about like, you know, how transfers work, even understanding like the structures of the clubs, like stuff like that. Like you're just not producing that many fans of soccer in that way in the United States, because let's just be for real. It's not your number one sport. Right. Right. So, 
like, you know, you're going to get a lot of casual fans who come to the game for what they come to the game for, right? And you're going to get different variations of casual fans, but you're not going to get people who are like bred in and bred out of this game. And that's all they care about, which is just right. fine, right? Like, right. I'm not saying that as in like a, oh, like, you know, this fan is better than this fan or this fan is better than this fan. But what mm -hmm. it means is an operation is that, you know, the way people digest soccer is going to be different. Yeah. And a lot of your fans that are produced in the United States are looking for like, you know, your narratives and your feel good storylines and all that shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason why Ted Lasso did numbers in the U.S. And like when you go overseas, they call every American coach Ted Lasso like a joke because it yeah. is a joke to them because soccer is their number one sport. Like, right. you know, not for nothing. Soccer is the fourth most popular sport here. Right. Mm -hmm. So like when it comes to like, you know, these things like Wrexham, I think we have to keep it all in perspective that like, yes, like, you know, is it a nice story? Yeah. But that's all it really is. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, the magic of it eventually is going to fade away. Like, you know, the same way, like, you know, after a couple seasons of Ted Lasso, that shit faded away. And then, like, you know, somebody else is going to go buy a club, you know, somewhere else, and they're going to be the new feel good, right? But it can't be just anybody, though. It's got to be somebody. <laughs> Listen, it's Ryan Reynolds. It, you hit the nail on the head for me. It's him specifically because he is, he's like of the U.S. soccer fan cloth. He yeah. is Deadpool, bro. Yeah. And we like anime and comic books. And fucking shit like that, Dungeons and Dragons. So, if if he is somebody that we recognize from things that we already love, next to soccer, it's much easier to find an attachment to it. Because if Ryan Reynolds was uh, somebody, give me somebody else, Al Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it wouldn't be, like, be the same. Fuck ever. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same. Fucking right? Michael B. Jordan owns, like, is a part of the ownership group in Bournemouth, and, like, niggas don't care. Like, fucking Will Ferrell just, uh, like, okay, Will Ferrell. Like, you know, perfect LAFC example, right? Like, why are LAFC so popular in, like, MLS all of a sudden amongst the MLS crowds? Because mm -hmm. you've got, like, Ryan, uh, you've got Will Ferrell's ass up there. Mm -hmm. Why did uh, fucking Austin FC get the jump they did? Because you got uh, what's your boy's name? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, name? all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, I know yeah, you're talking you, about though. Yeah, oh, but Matthew got, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you got him up yeah. here. Like it's all. And don't forget the women: ACFC, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Right? Star Wars. Star Wars. Like, super nerd shit. It's all celebrity attached here. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like ACFC, you got Natalie Portman, Sarita Williams, like all of this shit, bro. Like, you know, like you need names to sell soccer in MLS. Like you just need names. And it doesn't matter like whether it's MLS soccer, whether it's European soccer, whether it's like, you know, soccer in like, you know, South America, Latin America, fucking Asia, wherever. If you want to sell it in the U.S., you need names. Yeah. I feel like uh, we got to. We got to do a campaign for Michael B. Jordan in Bournemouth. Yeah. Because Michael B. Jordan should be in there. He was in Black Panther, bro. Yeah, he was in Black Panther. He got Creed 3 coming out where he gets beat <laughs> up by Kang, right? Like, fucking. 
So yeah, we gotta get Michael B. Jordan some of this damn Wrexham energy, bro. Cause yeah. this is crazy. But listen, man, people enjoy what they enjoy. Everything is everything, bro. Y'all enjoy that. Have fun. I'm just saying, for me personally, I don't care. So speaking of Kings, uh, have you heard of the new Kings League that Gerard PK got going? You like I'm getting good at these tangents. You like how I did that Michael B. Jordan Kings? Yeah, transition? man. Speaking of Kings, uh, you like, uh, have you heard, have you heard about this? Like uh, Kings Briefly. League? Briefly. Okay. So the Kings League is literally everything you would want in like 7v7, right? So. First of all, uh, it's 7v7. Yeah. That's yeah. fire already. Fire as fuck, bro. So. Not five. Nope. Seven. Yeah. So it's a goalie and six outfielders on a small field, right? Mm -hmm. Retired pros. Like, you know what this really reminds me of? Big three. How are the horns, bro? How how are we so simpatico, bro? Bro, we are them. (laughs) We We are are them. That's it. We are them, bro. Fucking, this is big three energy like a motherfucker, bro. Like, and if you wanted, like, if you wanted some MLS, like, if you really wanted some MLS energy, like, get some seven of sevens, like, energy. Like, get some seven V sevens energy going, like, in this style. They got, Mm -hmm. I watched a game or two of this on the internet. They got, Mm -hmm. uh, like, they got music going when they play. Like, yeah, like, the lighting is different. Like, it's a vibe, bro. So, um, I uh yeah, let's do this. What would be your seven v seven? Um, what would be your seven v seven? Let's just go MLS side. And oh. do you think this is a good idea? Uh, I think it's a great idea. Number one, seven v seven. Uh, add street ball elements and culture elements. And big names, bro, that's a winning formula. I'm in love with it already. Um, and this is only in you said it's in Spain? Yeah, so it's in Spain. They've got uh they've got fantasy football um going like it's basically uh retired professionals uh in Spain doing this. Um they actually had a guy in a lucha libre mask because <laughs> he um uh, He's an actual active Spanish professional and like La Liga clubs have outlawed players from playing in it. Oh, wow. So he showed up and played for, uh, he showed up and played for his homeboys team in a La Liga mat, uh, in a Lucha Libre mask. (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you, this is, yeah, this is sick, bro. This is sick. Uh, All right. I forgot what my question was. What was I supposed to be answering? Your uh your seven aside. Uh, oh yeah. Ooh, okay. My keeper. You already snow Tim Howard. Okay. Um, and then my outfielders. Oh yeah, because these guys have to be retired. Yeah. Yeah. So my outfielders. I'm taking Landon Donovan. Whew. I'm taking Oh man. Wait, MLS directly or MLS like ever? Just ever, ever was here. 
if you ever were registered for an MLS team. Oh, uh, yeah, we lit. We lit. All right, I'm taking Zlatan. <laughs> <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I'm taking uh, retired, retired, retired. I am taking Kaka. Okay. And then I'm going to get Jermaine Jones. Okay. Demarcus Beasley. Okay. And I get one more. Retired. Um, retired. I'm having trouble thinking here. I don't know. Yeah. I have to come back on the on the sixth one. It's Who tough. Like? Um, so let's see. Um, I'm gonna go with a uh. I'm going to go with a 2-1-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 2-1-2-1 two, one, two, one with a keeper. Okay. Okay. So um, my keeper is going to be maybe the greatest goalkeeper wars uh, keeper of all time, Zach Thornton. Hey. Uh, and then in front of him, I'm going to go with the god, Eddie Pope. Mm. And then this is where it's going to get fun. Uh, I have a couple of players that you have too. Um, my two kind of wing backs are going to be David Beckham and Demarcus Beasley. Uh, I'm going to have Landon Donovan playing in the hole, like right there in the center. And then my two strikers, um, one is going to be Ibra and then Chris Wondolowski. Let's go. Oh, Wando. Let's Fire. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> goals, bro. 100%. Goals FC. Golazos FC if we go yeah. to Spain. Yes. Yeah, I can't I can't figure out who my six would be, man. It's just not coming to me. But yeah, that's what we're gonna roll with, man. That's uh I'll stick with those five for now. I'll possibly tweet my sixth at a later time. This is just so dope, man. This is so dope. Yeah, I want to check that out for sure. That sounds interesting. Like, if you're going to do, if you're going to intrigue me to, you know, watch something across the world, it's got to be something like this, where it's a completely different spin yeah. on something that we already love. Uh, okay, so speaking of, uh, speaking of shit that happened on the other side of the world, um, do you want to finally unpack this Greg Burhalter and uh, Claudio slash Danielle slash Gio Reyna situation? Or do you just want to, like, let this go? Pass. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it either. Uh, all I really have to say about it is we told y'all that Greg wasn't ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. We told y'all that some shit like this was probably going to end up happening. Like, listen to us now, believe us later on. You specifically said he doesn't know how to manage personalities. Specifically, I specifically those words. said that. Specifically. Because yeah. it's easy, bro. And then even if you look at who's coming out to defend him, it's fucking MLS lifers. Like, yeah. well, I don't want to say MLS lifers because DeAndre Yedlin tried to go overseas. But, I mean, like, it's people like DeAndre Yedlin, like Walker Zimmerman, like, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, once you get to a certain height, bro, like, you got to have coaches that reflect that. 
And like, that was my only point. Like, he just wasn't ready. He just yeah. wasn't ready. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got for Shooter Pass this week, man. How do you think you did? Like, uh, what was that? Uh, how many topics was that? Like, two, four, six. Yeah, six, five shots, one pass, man. You putting them up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just came back from Florida. You pop a shot now uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> In the arcade. So, yeah, man. Uh, let's see what your thoughts are. Let us know. Uh, drop comments down below on the YouTube if you're watching there. Or if you see one of these segments in a tweet, respond to us, man. We don't bite. Hey. Thank you for checking out Chop Soccer Pod Short Corners. For more, check us out on Twitter at Chop Soccer Pod and Instagram at Chop Soccer Pod. You know the vibes.